How's it going, Anne? Hey, Nick. How's it going? It's going. It's been a busy week. You're telling me, but you got to do what you got to do to be successful and grind, right? Yeah, very true. I mean, that's all all of us ever think about, right? Right. Making moves. <laughs> Making money and family moves. True, true. So <laughs> th- you open a good point. Like, is family and money the only thing that, like, gauges our success? Ooh. Um, I don't think it's the only thing. I think that extends to, you know, how you perceive your life, whether that's, you know, some people don't have great relationships with family and some people don't have a great ideal of money, but... You know, they gauge their their value in life on social connections, whether that's friendship, um, professional connections, stuff like that. So I would think it would vary by each person. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I know you make a good point. I mean, you know, for people who don't have a ton of family or, you know, family love anymore, um, you know, really, how do you make that definition of success. I mean, I think so so much of it is like a cultural thing too. Like society makes us say, hey, you need to have money, that big house, a white picket fence, you know, that American dream to be successful. But I feel like that definition is changing for mm-hmm. younger people. Yeah. Um, a lot of people aren't buying houses. They're, you know, you know, the new concept of like buying a van, living under your van, but traveling. You know, mm, that's also successful. Experiences. Or, you know, exactly. Exactly. So you can, like, do things versus, like, you know, have a house. I mean, totally down to have a house, you know, that home base. But, I mean, if you're in your 20s, you know, either dating, married, and then just, you know, just living your life, trying to gain those experiences before settling down. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I mean, that's the definition of success. Um, mm. But I think culture has a huge impact in it. And you know what, Nick, you, you bring up a great, you know, point to all of this, because if, if you don't know, and I I obviously hate bringing race into anything, but I'm white, I'm a white female and Nick, you're actually from an Asian background. And I think in each of our cultures, you know, that kind of shapes our perception of what success and what that definition of making it big is exactly no exactly i mean that typical asian stereotype of you know going to college getting your masters i mean i have family out there that's telling me constantly you should get your masters well you don't really know what i do so it's not worth it like for me it's not worth it in business but i mean for people in my family who are doctors like they have their PhDs, they're doctors, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's what makes them happy. Like you have to think about that. Yeah. And it's kind of like with me as a female, let alone just a female, the perception is to have a family, start a family, have babies. And I think that's evolving quite rapidly now. Thank God. But, you know, back in the day, that that was the dream that little girls aspired to, that princess fairy tale moment, and that that was life. And I think, luckily, society and 
um, those who are raising children of their own, they're, they're kind of moving away from that stereotype. I totally agree with that. I mean, also, did you know International Women's Day was this week? It was. It was the, the 8th. I think it was on sure, Tuesday. Sure. Happy International Women's Day. Thanks. <laughs> but I, I just love it because, you know, I don't want to get into this. I, I'm not very political, so I don't like to get into it. And I hate, you know, calling myself or, you know, saying I'm a feminist in any way. I don't. I don't think that I am, but I, I do have some of those qualities. I think any any female would. Um, but I think it's empowering to see women in the workplace. Like, the place where I work at, my all of my bosses, well, pretty much all of my bosses are all females. It's a female-driven workplace, and you just don't hear about that in the legal field. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I mean, in business, the same thing. I mean... You don't hear of a ton of business leaders. I mean, in our brand, we have a Hispanic woman leading us as a president. And then we have, I know several, you know, definitely very empowered and strong women in leadership roles. And it definitely gives a different perspective on a male-driven society and organization. So it's definitely good to see that. I mean, from my own background, being from a family full of women, like, you know, we... Definitely some shock women. Um, you definitely know that. <clears throat> yeah. So speaking of family and tying this kind of in to, you know, cultural concepts of pushing to, to success, what did your family do when you were younger as you were growing up? No, that's a great question. Now, I think within the Asian culture, we have to remember, like, it's slightly different from a lot of other backgrounds uh you have to think about a lot of asian families didn't have much growing up Mm -hmm. so the idea of to succeed to get out of kind of that you know hey day by day check by check mentality is definitely there that's why you see a lot of um you know that stereotype of you have to be a doctor to be successful well i mean in the asian mindset in the asian culture doctors are paid the most Mm -hmm. and have the most power like you have somebody's life in your hands um, so definitely that was there. You know, I definitely have several family members who are in the medical profession and, you know, they do well. Um, I mean, growing up in my own family, it was more of a competition to do well. Um, I don't, I don't want to say it was a healthy environment, <laughs> um, but it definitely sparked a lot of success and kind of that drive to succeed. Um, am I appreciative of it now as an adult? Yes. As a kid, is it stressful? Oh yeah, I mean, you didn't really have time to be a kid. Yeah. So I mean, that's I think a big culture, especially in big Asian families, to where each person is measured up against each other, and then you're ranked. Mm. Um, that was definitely a big issue in our family. Like, our, I remember our grandma had her favorite, and her favorite would be the person who made the most out of her grandkids, which is completely not that's wild. the healthiest. Yeah. Um, you know, you shouldn't really have to compete for people's love. Mhm. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, at least for me, um I definitely didn't have the put me side by side with my siblings or 
or my cousins or anything like that and compete for love. However, some some things that have haunted me is and mom and dad, if you're listening to this, this will probably be the first time you hear this, but um I felt a lot of times when I was younger, I was the baby in the family. I was put on this pedal stool and expected to succeed in life um financially and you know my my family is very traditional in the in the sense of faith where you know you meet someone you get married you have children and a lot of my family members didn't go that route so them going out of the norm of what not only my family kind of expected but also what people around us expected like people within our church they you know kind of expected the same way that a traditional family would be um i think that put a lot of pressure on me i don't think my family ever intentionally put um that on it it was almost that kind of pressure on me but it was almost inherent and you know I think me and my mom have probably had this conversation before, but um, I felt the weight of needing to succeed um, just because, you know, my brother and my sister, I wouldn't say struggled, but they went a different route in life. And I'm not saying that's that's right or wrong because they're where they're supposed to be. Um, But I felt like. I had the pressure of going the traditional route and there wasn't any other option. Like when I moved in with Kyle and we're obviously living together and we're not married, I had the biggest fear of telling my family because that wasn't a norm. Like you just, you weren't supposed to do that, you know, because that was against what the Bible would tell you. But. So I've had a, throughout life, I've had to overcome a lot of those outside pressures that my family didn't feel as though that they were, they were putting on me, but I felt it. And, and in that moment, that's what I felt like weighed on me. And so, yeah. No, I totally, I mean, you know, what you're saying is completely valid. There's a ton of mental stress there. I mean, not being the youngest, being the oldest in our family, you know. I remember growing up and being told, you know, you're not allowed to date anybody. School first, education first, then you can feel date and whatever in your, in your, you know, later years when you're done school and have a job and successful. Like, to family and, you know, to your parents, it doesn't sound like a lot. You're just saying it. But to a kid and, you know, even to a young adult, it's a lot to hear. Um, you know, especially it's just like, Okay, so you focus only on school and school only when you have fun. Mm. Um, you know, you don't really know how to f- have fun or, you know, live your life. And that's something that I've had to learn. Yeah. So it, it's a lot. I mean, I totally get it. Um, shout out to my therapist who's apparently very well paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What What about societal pressures? Because I think, I think we've mentioned this a little bit. Um, but you know, how it's evolving. I mean, when we were growing up, it was that 
American dream that you mentioned, Nick, that you had a nice car, a big house, a lot of money, um, and that was the American dream. But is that still the American dream today? What are your thoughts? I don't know. I feel like social media has escalated the American dream by like a 1,000%. Mm. Um, you know, you see all these young kids having Porsches, Lamborghinis, mega mansions, you know, investing in crypto, whatever. But you see all these kids doing well, and you're like, why am I not there? It mm. creates a social strain in this image of, hey, I'm not doing well because these people have all these things and I don't. Um, I definitely think society puts a big value on things mm-hmm. versus, like, personal value. Um, I think we try to measure ourselves up against a lot of people. Um, you know, they're, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a lot, especially society today expects you to have all these things to be successful. Like, I don't know, you hear all about these things. Yeah. And I didn't really even think about that until you just said it, but social media has imploded, you know, our lives as what the definition of successful is. I mean, it's not only material things that you listed, but how many followers you have, which is insane. Could you imagine, like, I remember when we started college, like, Instagram was a big thing. Snapchat was just a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Facebook was kind of dying out. I remember back in the day when Facebook was a thing, you tried friending everybody and anybody you knew. And then, like, 20 years later, everybody's like, who the hell is this person everybody's going through and cleaning up? Like, I didn't really know this person. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Instagram was the same way. Like, oh, I need a thousand followers. I mean, you know, we know several people that, that literally just kept saying, well, I just got a new follower. I got a new follower. And I'm like, yeah, but does this person really know you? Do you know them? Like, why does why does it matter what they their perception of you? Um, I feel like that's such a big issue mm. um, that people don't deal with and just don't talk about. Um, they're just you know trying to. I hate to say measuring up, but it really is measuring up. It's a very much keeping up with the Joneses, and I think social media has only greatened that need. You know, the Joneses have really changed into keeping up with the Kardashians at this True. point. <laughs> but let's be really honest here. Um, if I could have Khloe Kardashian's organizational necessities, her pantry that she just shared, would love it. Honestly. You know, I'm more of a Scott Disick kind of fan. <laughs> the cars, I'm all about the cars. Yeah. But, hey, to each their own. <clears throat> but, anyway, I society does have a big part of it today, and especially social media, like, definitely makes it harder to feel successful. Um, especially, like, Snapchat does not help. Like, if you think about it, Snapchat's only purpose is to show you a small glimpse into someone's life. Not their whole life. It's all about perception, right? Right. So, but, I mean, I think we mentioned earlier, it is a huge mental toll. I mean, whether it's coming from a family, a society, work, I mean, it's definitely good to understand, you know, it is hard. It is hard to do it alone, especially if you are alone. But also having that backbone of those friends and those people behind you who do believe in what you're doing, that's important. Having a support system is important. Very true. I I agree 1,000% because I know, you know, going through it, I, I probably went through it 
maybe a year and a half ago when I was finishing law school, taking the bar exam. That's probably the most stressful situation I've ever been in. And I had a breaking point. And, you know, Kyle just had to sit me down and be like, okay, we need to do something. For sure. Yeah. No, that's great that you have him as your support. I mean, for me, it was really friends, having friends around, being able to decompress. I mean, from school, from work, whatever, like getting a drink, having a laugh, going to do something. I mean, for God's sake, we were regulars at a bingo hall, but that was like <laughs> the break we needed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it definitely helped to yeah. have that support. How would you tell other people, you know, going through the mental stressors of life, not only like this idea of what success is and how that can affect, you know, your mental ability, but just life in general, how would you, you know, explain this or try and help people try to cope with that? One piece of advice or multiple. First and foremost, take a deep breath. (laughs) Breathe in and out. Breathe. Um, But really just recenter and try to remember what why you're doing this not just because of like hey i'm doing this because i'm trying to make someone else proud or someone this proud or you know trying to um you know show everybody that i can do it or whatever but you definitely want to make sure that you do this for you and make sure it's for your own personal happiness because you have to remember at the end of the day it's you that has to live your life and it's you that you know you answer to at the end of the day uh, there's no one else. So yeah. definitely important to remember that. Um, I would honestly, the second is make sure you do take those mental breaks, whether it is going for a run, whether it's, you know, watching a movie, hanging out with your dogs or cats or turtle. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> what, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, amphibious or feline animal you like. But I mean, make sure you take that mental break and just, you know, just decompress. Don't think about it. Um, I know it's definitely hard, especially when you're in the weeds of it. Um, mm. I mean, for God's sake, we've all been there, right? Yeah, definitely. How about you, Em? What advice would you give? Um, you know, it's it's wild to think because I think over the past, I wouldn't even say decade, I would say probably about two or three years, mental health has been a huge topic in society. And I I'm so glad because... I I will admit I was that person um at the beginning of law school and undergrad always saying like I don't need anything. I don't need to talk to anybody. Like those people are weak and that's not going to be me. And I was that judgmental person and it wasn't until I was going through my own stuff that I really realized how much, you know, help I needed. And so whether that be a friend that you can confide in or, you know, Nick and I can attest how, how great therapy is for right. us and how much we have grown um, in, our, in our mental health and personal relationships. Um, I think whatever way you can release those pressures, um, for me, it's talking it out, but you, it may be like what Nick said is taking taking a run or 
going to play bingo, whichever way you release those stressors, I would find it. Because at some point, if you have that mindset of you're weak, you're going to break. No, I agree there. Also, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, <laughs> um, no, I definitely agree with Emily. Yeah. So, you know, with, you know, we talk about success, we talk about everything. Um, you know, if you had a limited amount of money, what would you buy if you were successful? If, if we were saying the definition of success was money. Or would you buy an experience? Or would you buy a dinner with a famous person? What would you do? If I had unlimited amount of money, mm, what would I do? I would definitely want some experiences. But I think if I forever and always had an unlimited amount of money, I would just be popping out some kids. The Brady Bunch over here. <laughs> the Jesus. Brady Bunch. I don't know. I just love being surrounded by people. And I I got to experience, you know, my niece and nephew growing up and how much joy, like, they, that we all had seeing them grow up. And honestly if i made millions upon billions of dollars i would have a lot of kids i wouldn't limit myself lord <laughs> maybe God. i'm the only one no i mean i i, I don't know about uh, i feel like there's a limit to kids like you know <laughs> three is definitely the max um recently someone told me four you should definitely have four so you don't have middle child syndrome um so the middle child has a friend so i'm upping my number to four. Oh. Um, no. Uh, what happened to popping out kids, ma'am? That was if I have millions and billions of dollars. I do not have that. So you're saying that with a nanny? Yes, with a nanny. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, for me, it probably being able to buy a house big enough, not like a mega mansion, but a comfortable, small-ish, medium-sized-ish, okay, let's be honest, large-ish yeah. house. But also... One to where the family could gather for Christmas or friends mm -hmm. could come over and we could hang out in the pool or, you know, not worry about like, hey, you have to go home because whatever, like people would just stay the night and just enjoy and just kind of have fun. I think we've had our best nights um, and our, our, I would say our best memories when I was your I was Kyle's roommate and, you know, we would just hang out, drink, yeah, you know, sit by the fire and just talk. Um, shout out to that Halloween party we went two years ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I remember worst experience yes. ever. Yes. You know when you walk in when you, when you walk into a party and your first your first interaction with someone is who the fuck are these people? You know? Nicholas, explicit language. It's fine we have an explicit e next to the thing. But it realizes kind of your play it, it, it goes back to the success thing. You don't have to go to those parties and you don't have to like push yeah. yourself societal into society to try to fit in. Mm. Like, if you're comfortable, people with like minds will come around. So, I mean, there's a saying of, you know, you are like the three most pe people you hang out with. So, like, you know, why would you want to be with someone who's negative? Yeah, exactly. So, mm. Love that. So. So, final question for you. 
goodness. Do you have to have money to be successful? So I know this is a big controversial today in society. I know we've talked about it a little bit here. Um, I don't think you need money to be successful. Now, if you were to ask my fiance, he would be completely different because his big line is, have you ever seen a rich man upset? <laughs> so here's the thing. So totally told my boss this the other day, you know, it's okay to be sad and stressed as long as you're driving home in a Porsche. <laughs> but I would say this, you know, you don't need money to be successful. You don't need money to be happy, but you, you have to feel happy yourself. If you have money and you're happy, great. Mm-hmm. If you're happy and you don't have the money, that's equally great and you're both successful no matter what. Yeah. I think I rely on my success on how others see me. And, I, and I'm not meaning like physically or how successful I am. I mean that like my character. Yes, your moral character. Yeah. I, I don't need someone to validate how I look or how good I'm doing at my job. As long as you think I'm a good person and, you know, that's all I really I care about. And if that's if that's good and, you know, my family's happy and I have those those close relationships that make me feel good, I would say I'm successful. I agree. No, I totally agree with that. So, but you but know, maybe y'all should tell us what y'all think. What do y'all exactly. think is successful? Let us know what you think of the definition of success and how do you achieve it. Yeah, DM us on Instagram. Or email us, because yeah. we're, we're that old school. Yeah, but most likely just DM us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, talk to you later, Em. Yeah, nice talking, Nick. See you later.